Well, welcome to A Different Door. A Different Door is a different kind of worship experience here at Grace Avenue, where every week we gather together and we talk about the scriptures, and we have a nuanced conversation about what's going on in our lives and in our world in relation to that scripture. And today we're talking about All Saints Day, which if you um, maybe didn't grow up in the church, um, or if you are new to church, um, or you have come from a different faith tradition, um, you may not be aware of what All Saints Day is. Um, and so we're going to have a conversation about it and what it means to us individually um, and where we see it um, in Scripture. And so um, I'm glad to be joined this morning by Pastor Laura um, and by our modern pastoral intern, Carol Petritus, to have this great conversation. And so I'm just going to start with a question. What is All Saints Day? Are we looking at me? <laughs> I mean, you moved the microphone. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, I will say for me, All Saints Day is a remembrance of the people that have passed away, that have gone before us, that have um, had a meaningful impact on our lives as um, Christian witnesses and have helped us in our faith and helped us grow. And it's an important time to, to remember um, what they, they gave us. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if, if, depending on what faith tradition you have come from, if you're a former Catholic, you hear saints and you think um, about Catholic saints. You're like, wait, hold on, Methodists also do the saints? Sort of. Um, yeah, we see it a little bit differently. It is uh, someone who has uh, gone before you or has gone on to um, the afterlife um, and that we can look at and look at their path and, and see what they can teach us about life and remember their, their, their life and remember that their life, their spirit is still with us. Um, because I know for me, I know how Jarrah would respond, that's my late partner, about anything. Because I just knew him that well. I knew his spirit nature. And so I think we carry that with us for the rest of our life, no matter if it's... Um, you know, your grandparents or your parents or someone you've loved, um, that spirit never goes away mm -hmm. and we can access it at any time. Mm -hmm. And I think All Saints Day is one of those days in the season and the year where the church is saying, hey, let's remember these people. Let's remember um, what they've taught us. So that's what it means to me. Yeah. For United Methodist, and I think you said this really well, Laura, we, we don't um, think about the saints the same way as they do in other faith traditions. And so, right, we recognize Matthew and Paul and John and Luke um, and other early followers of Jesus as saints. That's why when you drive down the street, you'll see a lot of churches named after those saints, right? Um, my home church in Houston um, is named St. Luke's UMC, mm -hmm. right, after um, Luke. Um, and on a day like today where we come together and we recognize and celebrate All Saints Day, we are celebrating all of the saints um, who from their labors now rest, right? So I think it was apt that Vaughn sang that song about rest. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a time for us to remember um, Christians of every time and every place honoring all of those who have lived faithfully and shared their faith with us. And so on All Saints Day, right, we gather together and we read the names of all of the members of our church who have died in the past year. Um, part of that is, and in, in, in several conversations I've had recently, um, I've been comparing theology to science. Um, not in the, like, let's compare them and, and make them mesh together. Not in that way. 
but in a way of saying, you know, what scientists do is in their lifetime, they are seeking to build on the work of what came before them. Mm-hmm. And so, right, if, if I got into physics today, I could not hope to solve string theory or quantum physics or any of those things in my lifetime. But what I could hope is that the body of my life's work would be a stepping stone that the people who come after me will one day solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And that is all that theologians throughout time have tried to do. They have tried to be a stepping stone that the work could continue to be to revealing God in new and more profound ways. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that through the arc of the Bible, right? The arc of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation reveals God in new and exciting in different ways. And so when we come and we celebrate the saints, we are celebrating those people who have laid a stepping stone Mm -hmm for us to continue the work that they did. Um, And I think our our scripture describes who they are quite well. So Carol, will you read our scripture this morning? Sure, this is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us all lay aside every weight in the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. I love that scripture, and I love how it describes the saints, right, the people who have come before us as a great cloud of witnesses. Um, this, These people who have made this great example or this great impact in our lives. For some of us, um, we have matriarchs in our families, whether they're grandmothers or great-grandmothers, and it is through their steadfast faith that we are all still in the faith. Others have patriarchs. Others have aunts or uncles, or sometimes it's a friend of the family, or sometimes it's a random stranger you met that changed the course of your life. But lots of people have these witnesses, these saints who in their lifetime showed them the way who are now in this cloud of witnesses that continues to impact people long afterwards. Um, And so I I love this idea of the great cloud of witnesses and for us what that means as ancestors. There's another thing that happens in this scripture um, that sticks out to me too. And that is, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Let us lay aside every weight. Um, What do you guys think that really is trying to say in the scripture today? I hear that as, as the things that, that hold us back from being able to run our race in the um, best, healthiest way. Um, I think that there are all sorts of things that I can say for me personally um, that will hold me back. Um, one example is anxiety. Um, I have a lot of anxiety just moving through all sorts of things in life. And um, sometimes that feels like a, a weight for me in doing some of the things that, um, that, I, that I wish I could do more fully. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think we often in our spiritual practices and our spiritual life Um, And I think it comes from capitalist culture is we want to add, we want to do, we want to produce. But what we forget is that letting go is just as important to the spiritual life. And I think a lot of times we're carrying things that we don't even know we're carrying. We have this weight upon us um, and 
we're kind of clinging and gripping to it for dear life. Um, mm. I know for a long time I was clinging to my own grief for just to stay afloat, right? Um, but once I was able to realize that, um, that my partner lived through me, uh, lived through all the people that he taught and um, uh, that he loved, I started to, you know, let go of my hand a little bit. We're, we're just, we, we like to do this because it feels like we can control. Mm-hmm. And when we slowly kind of go, okay, God, I'm just going to let it be instead of trying to cling to it. I think it's that letting go that allows the weight to lift from us and, and really to let God take that weight so that we can run the race without that weighing us down. Mm-hmm. I think about weight in the physical sense, right? When, um, when Caitlin and I lived in Ennis, we joined a Camp Gladiator group. And if you don't know what Camp Gladiator is, it's basically um, workouts in a parking lot, okay? Um, and uh, that's the business model, right? Find a parking lot that'll let you come in and have people pay you to come work out in this parking lot that you're in for probably free. I don't know. Um, but when she and I started it, we needed weights um, to go and work out. And we didn't have any, so we borrowed some of her mom's weights, um, and her mom had um, these five-pound dumbbells. And so I went, and I started doing these exercises, and I was doing them with five-pound dumbbells, and I was feeling pretty good about myself. Um, I, I mastered all the moves, and I, I could do all the things, and I could run with the weights. And, and finally, one day, um, Shane, who was our instructor, walked up and said, Christopher, you need heavier weights. Um, and so I went to Walmart, and I looked at weights, and I thought, you know what, I'm doing so good with the five pounders. I think I'm just going to, I'm not going to 10, I'm going to 15. Right? I'm going to do this big. And I grabbed the 15 pound weights and I went to the parking lot the next day and I was miserable. Right? Trying to do all of the things that I could do with five pounds weights, with 15 pound weights was just impossible. And I think the same is true of our spiritual journey. When we um, have to lay down the weight, right, lay down the things that cling and hold on to us, it's because we can't carry that and move forward. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way that I physically couldn't move forward with the 15-pound weights, spiritually we get stuck sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the challenge of what the author of Hebrews is offering here. And, And we have to remember, too, that when we see the word therefore, right, that, that's a continuance of a conversation, right? And there should be something that, that comes to that. Hebrews 12 starts with, therefore. But what comes before is a list of all of the people who had been faithful in the Old Testament, right? Um, and, and chapter 11 of Hebrews starts with, with one of my favorite scriptures, right? Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, And indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. And by faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. And then it talks about the faith of Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Moses and of the many other Israelite heroes. And after talking about their faith and all of the things that they went through and how God was with them always, we get these verses that Carol read for us today, right? Therefore... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and he just listed all of the witnesses, right? Let us lay aside every weight, all of your fear, all of your anxiety, all of your hurt, all of your sorrow, let it go. 
And let us run with perseverance the race that has been set before us. We too can get to the finish line, but we have to do the spiritual work of letting go. Um, And Laura, you talked a little bit uh, when we were um, bouncing around ideas this week about some of the spiritual things you can do to let go. Mm -hmm. Will you share some of that with us this morning? Yeah, so there's so many different spiritual practices um, that you can work on to let go. Um, For me, I uh, really tend to want to do grounding. Um, So my practice is I like to run. And then I like to sit at a tree and meditate. And I call it grounding because, um, well, I don't call it that. A lot of people call it that. Um, You know, you can take off your shoes, you can put your feet on the earth and remember that you are part of something bigger than just yourself. It grounds you, it kind of, I guess, puts you in the place of where you are in the cosmos and the cosmos. Um, And for me, that helps me remember that this weight that I'm carrying that is so heavy, I'm making it heavier than, than it really is when I look at my place in the world. Um, and so, for instance, for me, I, there was something I was working on. I do monthly intentions, um, and I, 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 I'm a crystal lady. Um, <laughs> I'm not ashamed. And um, really, all that is is just an object that you give meaning to. So it could be a cross, it could be a piece of paper, it could be anything. But for me, that crystal represented forgiving myself um, for um, getting into a relationship that wasn't healthy for me. And that was weighing me down just for for months. Um, And so every day I just went to it and asked God, help me let go, help me move forward, help me learn from my mistakes. And slowly, through that practice, just every day, I started to let go. Because we're, we're going to God in prayer and, and asking for that. It seems like not a big deal, but when you do it every day, that's the work. Mm-hmm. That's the work. Yeah, and I'm not a crystal person. <laughs> that's right? okay. Um, too much, uh, I think, United Methodist cradle heritage in me, right? Um, that we start getting really nervous about idols in the United Methodist Church. <laughs> Um, but for me, I, I do a similar practice in that when I get home at the end of the day, mm. I try to leave work in the passenger seat. Um, and but what I mean by that is, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff we do is hard. Um, and I can take all of that anxiety and frustration um, into the house with me, in which case I ruin my three children and wife's day. Or I can leave it in the passenger seat. And it'll be right there for me to pick up on the way to work the next morning. And I try to walk into the house with a smile on my face so that I can play with my children um, and bring joy in instead of bring the work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that is a practice that I do of, of trying to leave it into the passenger seat, which reminds me of this practice that you're doing, which is I'm just going to, all of my frustration with myself, my getting down on myself, I'm, I'm going to forgive myself and I'm just going to let this thing hold on to mm-hmm. that for a minute. Yeah. Um, Carol, you talked a little bit about committing to prayer and how a prayer life brings you closer to God and helps you lay things down. Will you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it's not necessarily 
um, an object or a place, but more a time that I sort of ground my, my prayers around. So what I had noticed in my anxiety and my anxious thoughts is that a lot of times right before I was going to bed, so I would get all ready for bed and lay my head down on the pillow. And Mm. then it was like the wheel turned on. And I started to think about every single thing that I needed to do the next day. And what if this happens? And what if this were to go wrong? And I wasn't able to sleep. And so what has helped me is to take that time and assign it as as a prayer time. So in the evening when I'm going to sleep, instead of it being the wheel, I'm praying. And if one of those anxious thoughts pops up, I grab it and I say, okay, God, you heard that anxious thought come up in my mind. And I try to turn it to God. And then the same thing in the morning, because really for me, when I wake up, the dial starts turning again Mm -hmm. and I've got to get the kids to school and I've got to make sure that the lunch is packed and then it's red women week. So make sure he's wearing a red shirt today. And instead of going on that wheel, I have been turning that into a prayer time and it has helped me tremendously. Um, and sometimes I will think of calming thoughts or I feel like God will give me, um, a little string of scripture just to carry throughout the day. And so that prayer practice has really helped me to try to calm my anxiety from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, um, to walk through in a less anxious state. I love that. It's beautiful. All right. Final thoughts on the scripture and on the saints today. I think, you know, we, we focused a lot today on, on letting go and on weight, on the weight that we carry, um, especially in grief, um, when we're remembering our saints, but it also talks about looking to Jesus as the pioneer or the beginning and perfecter, the, the person who understands um, how to get to wholeness um, and that he is the path that of all the saints, he shows us the path of perfect love um, and that when we're racing, I, I like to think, you know, we're letting go and all that so that we can get, like Jesus is ahead of us. He's on that path of perfect love. He is perfect love that we're racing towards him. And um, he is the example of that. And that, that is what we're trying to embody. And so just remembering that letting go allows us to be not only closer to Christ, but allows Christ to live, Christ's nature to live within us as we move to perfect love. Um, I just remembering that, that he is the example. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And as I think about the great cloud of witnesses, I think about um, the closest person to me that has passed was my, my grandmother who almost functioned like a mother to me in many ways. And when I am holding on to those weights and things, I do think about how she would want me to live. Yes. And um, Good point. I remember, you know, she has gone before me. She had such a beautiful life where she lived this great example and how I, I work to, to live in a way that is not only honoring of Christ, but in a way that would make Honor. her proud. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm aware too that we are about to move into um, a season of holidays um, where we have Halloween tomorrow and then Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, and I had a, a mentor once who said, you know, the holidays are a magnifying glass for your emotions. And so if you have just had a, a birth, right, then the joy in the holiday season is magnified, 
Right? You get to experience joy and excitement for the first Thanksgiving and the first Christmas and all of that really builds excitement and anticipation. And at the same time, if you've experienced a great loss or a great sorrow, um, or maybe you're just struggling with depression, that's a magnifying glass for all of those emotions. And it makes it um, 10 times harder. And so as um, we prepare to move into the celebration of the saints of our church and of our world, I am reminded of the great cloud of witnesses and how a lot of us are going to go and sit around tables in November where there are going to be empty chairs that used to be filled. Um, And we're going to sit around at Christmas, around Christmas trees where chairs that used to be filled are emptied. Um, And I pray um, the comforting presence of God in those moments but also that we take the opportunity to share the stories of those people um, who would have been in those chairs. It is through the sharing of the stories of who they were and what they meant to us that their legacy lives on um, and that we get to participate continually in the great cloud of witnesses. It's why we continue to read our Bibles, to share in the stories of those great witnesses that help us to uncover God in a new way. But it's also why we continue to share the stories of our friends and family who surrounded us, molded us, and shaped us into who we are.